welcome, welcome to the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the sea to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, grape minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is... In this episode, we head to the state whose name means cloudy water. It's home to one of my favorite meat byproducts, Spam. The band Lip Sync wanted to be taken out of their hometown. I want you to take me to We head to Alexandria, Minnesota. Hi, I'm Michelle Bredesen, and I am co-owner of Carlos Creek Winery. So co would uh, intimate two, so who's the other half? The other half is my husband, Tyler Bredesen. What you're bringing to the table is your experience in? Marketing. Yeah, so I've been working with Carlos Creek Winery since 2009, um, doing primarily marketing and the event side of things. And uh, my husband and I just took ownership actually this January. So January 1, 2022. Took ownership from? From Tyler's parents. So Tyler's parents bought the winery, Kim and Tammy Bredesen, back in 2008, right before the big recession. (laughs) So they, um, yeah, they bought it in April of 2008 and Right after that is when the big recession hit and Tyler was just graduating. We So him and I actually met up at UND, University of North Dakota in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And he was graduating that year, 2008 in history. And his parents had asked if he would come and just help them out for the first year, just to get through the first year of business. And so he had actually taken his LSAT, was gonna go to law school, but then decided, yeah, I'll defer that and just come help you guys out for a little bit. So how did you how did he do on the LSATs? He passed. <laughs> so there that was definite an, an option to go there. So he had to kind of take a, a diversion and help mom and dad out. Yeah, yeah. So he got accepted into law school up at UND. So he was just gonna go do his his law degree up there. But yeah, so he had to take a deferment and just see what he thought of it. And then after the year, I was graduating then in 2009. And so when I graduated, he had made the decision that he wanted to stay at the winery and no longer pursue law and um, that he really enjoyed it. And then at that point, they hadn't started the event business yet. So um, they had the, they actually bought it from a previous owner and the previous owner had a bunch of horses. So had a pretty elaborate horse stable set up. At the winery? Um, Yes, and Tyler's parents knew nothing about horses or how to raise horses. So it just had sat empty. And so when I was graduating from UND with a marketing degree they had asked if I would be interested in starting the event business so weddings private events and I said sure why not (laughs) I was 22 I was like yeah I could do a wedding right so I came in in 2009 and started the wedding business there we started with 16 weddings our first uh, my first summer so that was in 2009 and then slowly grew it to 20 some and then 30 40 now we do 50 plus weddings a season Wow. So that was, was that intimidating at all? 16 right off the bat, because that's condensed. Usually everybody wants to do it during when it's the weather's nice in, in Minnesota, as we're recording this right now, it's minus nine degrees. But so what do you had a three month window? We, so we generally actually, uh, March is our only month this year that we don't have a wedding book. So we do them year round. Yeah, obviously in the wintertime, there's not much that happens outside. You know, occasionally we have those really nice 20 degree days and it's snowing and they get really good snow photos for their wedding. But most of our weddings happen between May and October. 
So we usually have Friday and Saturday weddings every weekend, May through October is pretty common. So you jumped on full-time, Tyler's full-time, and then how did the conversion go from you taking over the winery? So in about, well, 2015, Tyler and I got married and then started thinking, you know, long-term plans where we saw ourselves, whether it was staying at the winery or if we wanted to go and do something else on our own. And at that point, we kind of made the decision that um, that was something we wanted to do is to eventually own the winery. And his parents had bought it with the intention of retiring after ownership. So they had originally thought maybe in 2020 they would retire, but then 2020 hit and we all know what happened. So we kind of pushed things back a little bit farther and settled on 2022 as the, the transition date. So we've been preparing this for a while, about 2015. Um, so it's kind of always been in the back of our minds since then, just getting it all worked out and transitioned over. So it's been a long process. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHism. If you like the show, Please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The best five-minute wine podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology and added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Search for it, and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive, and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast, and let's get the conversation started. Try it out, and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com, to try it. 